This is Cinema Spin. Hello, everybody. I am Matt. And I'm Jason. And welcome to a very special episode of Cinema Spin, where we continue to take our look at some of the greatest rock documentaries of all time. That's right. Tonight, we've got another one. Right. And it is Amy. Yes, it is the um, 2015 documentary Amy about Amy Winehouse. You said a very. this is a very special episode. Um, and in tradition of the very special episodes of sitcoms in the 1980s, um, Amy Winehouse could have used a very special episode. We have a cautionary tale yes, for you this here, is, I think. Turns out to be a cautionary tale. Uh, you probably know, or maybe you don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how how well Amy Winehouse's legacy has kind of stood up. Um, she did not have a huge body of work. No. Um, her, uh, uh, the main draw, uh, uh, her specialty was putting on amazing live shows um, in, in, you know, which were largely only seeable in England. Um, by the time she crossed the ocean, um, things were already on their downhill side for her, right? Um, but uh, she uh, she re- she was born in 1983. Um, as you probably know, if you know anything about her, she uh, died tragically in 2011. Um, drank herself to death. Um, yeah, and that's quite a feat by age 27. Because, you know, look at how many other people in the you know, so-called 27 Club ended up dying. You know, I mean, they ended up, like, ODing on serious drugs or aspirating or whatever. I think the bulimia is very much to blame. I, I, think, I think you're exactly right. Yeah. But she really wore her body out um, <laughs> with every drug imaginable yeah. um, and, uh, and, uh, and alcohol. But uh, eventually it was the alcohol that, and uh, as much as that killed her. bulimia does wear your body out. Right. Make you weak. Um, so this is the 2015 documentary, Amy. It's entitled Amy. It's directed by Asif uh, Kapadia. Um, it is filled with exclusive interviews with uh, major, uh, principal characters in Amy Winehouse's life, um, uh, including um, a very close friend of hers um, who now calls himself Yazin Bey, but I'm having none of that. He will always be most deaf to me. Okay. I know I'm, I'm against this. I'm against this. So anyway, but very seriously, he uh, he was a close friend with her, and you can tell from uh, the way that he talks about her that he was one of the few men in her life that uh, that uh, pr- produced a uh, constructive and healthy relationship with her, right? Uh, because we will get to the horrible, horrible, horrible <laughs> men in her life in a second. Um, but anyway, the movie is filled with exclusive interviews, uh, a lot of home home videos, um, and uh, never before seen performance footage. Right. Yeah, a lot, a lot of uh, telephone messages, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. They really, Capadia uh, 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 really digs all the way into uh, to uh, put together uh, put together the story of her life. And uh, in terms of the style of this documentary, I think one of the things that, that really really works is the way he. Uh, uses her songs which were always very raw and biographical the lyrics themselves are always are about the things that are going on um he uses the lyrics of her songs to sort of create a narrative of of her uh rise uh her struggles and then her um really really ugly decline um yeah uh, this is not a 
uh, this is not a case of uh, you know Jim Morrison kind of passing peacefully in his in a bathtub. Uh, she hits every rung on the lad on the ladder on the way down. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> she did. Um, so, uh, what did you make of Amy? Um, this is a little more of an exhaustive dive into Amy Winehouse yeah. than I was probably expecting, and and. Uh, it's probably more than my level of interest in Amy Amy Winehouse dictates. Yes. Um, it's not really a criticism of the film here, although maybe it's a little much for anybody. Yes. Um, you know, when uh, it's an hour in and I thought, oh, man, how, this thing's got to be starting to wrap up because it's kind of starting to slide down. And- yeah, yeah. She's declining. <laughs> she's already – she already looks like a walking corpse. How much more of a decline yeah, can and, be? But no, the movie's right. really going to dig deep into the decline and, yeah. and let you feel every rung as she yes. slides down it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't – her as a performer, I'm not that compelled. The early stuff where she's a jazz singer um, – I can see having it on a playlist, but after one song, man, I'm ready for it to it's be. It's not my style of music, right? But, but what not. a voice! What she, a she's gorgeous, ta- she's definitely gorgeous talented. voice. Even from even when she's you know, there's footage of her at, at you know a birthday party when she's 14, mm-hmm. right? And she sounds like a 60 year old. She's definitely uh, j- jazz singer. Right? Definitely talented. The style that she chooses to really love, I don't share the love for necessarily. Yeah. and that's I guess where my yeah. interest wanes. Her big record, which comes a little later, um, Back to Black, is a little more pop oriented. Yeah, it's a little more and rock, I, and yeah. I do like it more. Definitely, uh, for her first album, Frank is is more uh, jazz. Yeah, it's it's, jazz it's more of a Billy her aping a Billy Holiday type of style. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, well, I mean, it's her sort of. I don't know. The, a lot of times they subtitle her lines here for yeah. effect. Mm-hmm. But it's also because she doesn't really enunciate when she sings, and <laughs> she has a style that it would be har- har- uh-huh. be much harder to follow some of those lines if they weren't dictating it. You've got you. an eye for detail, there, Matt. You've uh, little things bother you. <laughs> <laughs> Why enunciate? You'd be, well, I mean that, that's one of the things that would bother me as far as listening to like a whole show of hers, you know. Yeah, back then especially. Well, right, and the you know by the time she's uh, you know she's smoking crack and doing heroin every day, uh, you know uh, that's not going to help your enunciation. <laughs> no, <laughs> crack famously not good for your diction. <laughs> <laughs> not good for much. <laughs> but this is such a sad. I mean, she was always obviously a so haunted sad. person. Yes, and apparently, it's her. The crux of of it is her parents' separation. Yeah, she has. I mean, one of the central questions about her as a cultural figure is like, what is the what is the source of the pain that drove? Yeah, what's her, the path of the depression? Cr- drove her creatively, but also eventually overwhelmed her in in such a such an ugly way. And uh, apparently it, it stems back to her parents, uh, well, uh, her mother being openly, op- very open about her, how permissive she was. Uh, Amy, from a young age, was a very strong personality, and her mom just admits she just kind of let her get away with murder. Right. Uh, her father, Mitchell, is a totally worthless asshole. Um, who uh, 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 ch- cheats on his uh, cheats on mom and uh, and by uh, uh, and when it, Amy is nine, uh, eventually leaves them, moves out, right, and this begins Amy's um, 
you know, uh, coupled with her mom's permissiveness, this begins Amy doing, uh, going through the kind of uh, rebellious, uh, let's try everything we can do to get into trouble that, you know, kids normally save for 13 or 14, mm-hmm. right? So, um, so she, that really, uh, wrecked her and her, her relationship with her father remains, uh, um, uh, let's just say a major factor in, uh, her dying before she's age 30. I definitely, I definitely think so. I, I'm not going to yeah. <laughs> spend one ounce of one second, uh, defending that guy by the right. way he's portrayed here, especially. Yeah. Um, I do find People who have so much trouble getting out of their own out of their own way, mm-hmm. I find a hard time having a lot of pity for sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I ebb and flowed through a little bit of that as I watch this. You know, she mm-hmm. a lot of her demise was her I mean, her own doing. Uh, she she bears responsibility. Has for terrible ta- uh, taste in men. Definitely, right? <laughs> Definitely, she has terrible taste in in uh, in every in in men in terms of every aspect of her life. Whether we're talking about her manager or we're talking about her, her right? I guess she doesn't pick her father, but she pretends to have a relationship with her father. She reveres clearly, him despite yes, everything, despite yeah. the fact that he's he's a uh, a malevolent force in her life. Um, she very famously uh, gets, you know, as any troubled, talented uh, pop singer, uh, you know, no, no troubled, talented pop singer's life is complete without a, uh, a toxic relationship with a ha- with a, <laughs> a totally mediocre, talentless hanger on. In this case, it's Blake Field or Civil, um, her, uh, uh, her on again, off again boyfriend and eventual hus- eventual husband for a couple of years, um, who. Uh, is the one who turns out to, you know, she was doing, she was doing fine for years as a, as a alcoholic. He's the one who, who, uh, introduces her to, uh, uh, crack and, uh, and heroin. Yeah. Um, and, and when you're striving to be better, uh-huh. the person, the hanger on, that's always yeah. dragging you back down. Well, see, here's the thing <laughs> about the hanger on and the drugs is that the hanger on in the, uh, like Blake here, um, gets to do, spend all day doing drugs. And then you feel that's he, what you have in common. That's how you spend time together mm-hmm. is you do drugs together. The problem is she has a really she, – she happens to have a job. Yeah, he doesn't do really, anything else. He doesn't do anything <laughs> else. And so she has to try to she, – she has to try to keep – this is kind of a central dynamic of a lot of toxic – you know, a lot of toxic mm-hmm. codependent relationships is she has to try to keep up with him and keep, keep him entertained and not be a drag, not sleep all day. Um, you know, when in, when she has this really, really fucking demanding job. Right. Right. Um, and I think something that struck me watching this is obviously fame at a young age is tough to deal with for anybody. Of course. But, you know, damn, the British press, are, they give it to people way worse than yeah, we get right. here. Yes, of know? course. Yes. And it's just um, the amount of flash bulbs that were going off in some of those shots and just how... And it play, it plays into herself because it's like when she's just a again when she's just a drunk uh, with a with one gold album, um, nobody's stalking her. Right. But once she starts appearing visibly drunk in public, once you can see, you know, uh, uh, sores on her body uh-huh. and her face, and more and more tattoos, blood from between her toes. Right. And, yeah. Right. Exactly. Then the flash bulbs start going off. Right. Uh-huh. And then that only makes you want to stay. You know, stay inside and get high <laughs> more yeah. often. Right. Um. So um, and just you know just when when people aren't feeling good about themselves, 
you know, the last thing they need is to stay inside, you know, obviously like what's yeah, the point yeah. you're making and yeah. it makes it's so much harder to get out and do anything yeah. else. Um, on top of this, I mean, it's, as, as you mentioned, and as comes with the territory of having these major daddy issues and, and, and uh, wanting to be a performer and being very self-conscious about your appearance from a young age, she discovers the bulimia diet, right? Mm. And she's uh, binging and purging. And as she gets, uh, uh, as she, gets more money um, and is going out more to be social with people more. She's eating, you know, you know, eating expensive food, going out and then, and then binging. Yeah. And or purging rather. There's, (laughs) they give you the opinion in this, that she sort of confided in certain people that she did this. Her parents, for instance, her parents, for instance, and like they've never heard about it before. Right. They were like, oh, well, that's probably not a good thing to be doing. But, I mean... But, you the, know, maybe it's none of my business. The, but the devastation of, of that disease and what it is has been around for a long time. The, the, uh, right. I, I mean, we're talking about... she was. This would have been the 90s, I yeah. guess. Right? I guess. So this was a conversation. Late 90s. Yes. But, you know. this, was a, this was at least a, a cultural conversation. They both had a chance. I mean, she's... Not exactly hiding it. No, she even tells her mom about it. Right? Yeah, that's right. I eat whatever and, I want. Right, and exactly. And, and rather than do anything, they just they're just like, oh well, we just thought it was a phase. Yeah, the paralysis of of the of her friends and her to do nothing. Yeah, until it's a little too late. Yeah, um, I mean, she does have very close fr- uh, girlfriends, you know, who mm-hmm. really care and and care about her and love her. But also, you, I mean, you know, once they get their flat together, they're doing drugs with her and stuff. And, and sure, so you never feel like you have the high ground whenever somebody's spiraling out of control uh, to to sort of intervene, especially when you know she's doing what she loves, right? Yes, she's getting drunk every night, but she's up there on stage, she's performing, she's getting it done. At what point do you say it's enough? You know. Um, yeah, well, I mean, doing that for six months um, is one thing, but yeah. doing it for a year, you know, six yeah, months becomes right. three years really fast. Yeah, right. And it just... Um, so, I mean, before we leave this too quickly, um, is there in the whole universe a more punchable face than Blake Fielder's? Maybe not. Um I mean, I, I want to. Seems like a worthless. Pile I want to. I want to set that that hat of his on fire with with him under it, right? Yes. Um, I wrote. I wrote in my notes. It's like he looks like if a young Bill uh, Bill Paxton um, had sex with an actual douchebag, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. I mean, okay. he uh, he is just. Uh, he's got this head full of teeth that don't fit together. Um, you know, I, I hate to harp on his physical appearance, but right. in this case, his physical appearance, you know, Charles Dickens style, his physical appearance uh, reveals who he is inside and who he is inside. It sure is feels like a it. bullshit person. Mm-hmm. And he has he at least has the excuse that he's also an addict and he also has mental problems. Um, nonetheless, uh, he's he's a, a total user. Um, he's, he's content to let her to just spend her money. Right. Um, her father, the other malevolent male force in her life, um, doesn't even have the excuse that he's an addict. Um, he's just, um, he's just not interested in her. 
Yeah, right? I just don't. He is just not interested in being a father. To he's her. interested in using anything he can for he's her. User, he's yeah. He's he likes he likes her being famous and he likes her money. Later on, when she nearly dies because of a drug overdose, when you know the the uh, uh, the doctors boggle that she has you know in her veins there's more heroin than blood. Right. <laughs> um, her, the first reaction of her uh, of her father and the first reaction of the. Uh, the promoter slash manager who she hires to, uh, you know, I mean, right there, uh, that tells you that she would like every aspect of her life to be controlled by somebody who. Uh, but we've got these all, all these money. shows booked. Right. Yeah. First thing. They right. They're of. like, yeah, well, we got it. Was like, she's got to be on stage in America. Right. Yeah. Um. So that's uh, the real tragedy. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, they just... try to stage an intervention here. Right. Several times. Um. And uh, as her, as she says in her favorite song, Rehab, you know, she says, they tried to make me go to rehab, but I said, no, no, no. Um, uh, a line in that song is, uh, but my daddy says I'm fine. And my daddy thinks I'm fine, uh, which is biographical. Um, they, her, ma- her manager, uh, her early yeah. talent manager, try, tried to intervene. They went to her father to try to get him on her side. And she... She he's sort of the proverbial tiebreaker on whether she's actually yeah, right. rehab or not. Yeah, like. and he says, No, she's fine, she's functioning, she's just you know, uh-huh. she drinks a lot, right? So uh yeah, my daddy thinks I'm fine. Um should be tattooed on his fucking that's one th- on his fucking forehead. That's one thing I learned here is how how on the nose biographical that, that yeah. song actually is. Right. Um man. Watching the last quarter of this is just mm-hmm. super rough just because yeah. you just i mean obviously you know where it's headed you see her turning into a corpse bef- yeah before she, your eyes before she's dead right yeah and you realize that you know, there's a period where she's living somewhere else i forget um some island uh well yeah they go to an island her and blake eventually do go to like rehab that. Right. Yeah, they they arrange, they arrange to go to rehab together. Which right. Is, which which every addiction asinine. specialist in the world <laughs> will tell you is is not how it works. Right. right. Um, then when they get out, they celebrate get, graduating from rehab. How? By going on a five day bender. Right. And that's right. when you see the 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 pictures of them looking like they've been beaten up, and they have. They've yeah. been beating each other up. They've been breaking uh, uh, wine bottles on each other. Right. Um. But there's the period later on when he's been incarcerated for drugs. Oh, right, and, yes. And uh, she's off using this opportunity to get away. Yeah, and she meets... She quits the drugs, and she and she's, me- yeah. but she's still drinking pretty heavily. Yeah. And there's a scene where she takes a picture with a couple of fans. It's just sad. Yeah, right. Because she's, she's just she's barely a person wasting anymore. away yeah, in just, every sense. Yeah. Um, that said, I think an aspect of this movie that I can't figure out if it's kind of a, uh, again, a sort of feature or a bug is that this movie um, doesn't, it doesn't, I don't think it tries and it certainly, if it's trying, it doesn't succeed in making her seem like outside of the uh, grotesque tragedy that faced her in her final years. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't do a. Uh, it doesn't paint her as a particularly interesting person, right? I, she's a troubled person, but she's troubled in very mundane ways. She's troubled because her parents divorced, got divorced. That may be what I'd say is the good thing about this movie. But yeah, but that's what that's what I'm thinking is that that 
Also, that is a humanizing factor here. She is not a superhero. Yeah, I don't watch this movie thinking, oh, we lost a genius here. We right. lost another soul. Right. And yes, we lost a very talented musician. If, um, you know, it's, it's, it's as tragic as losing, you know, Lisa from Kentucky, you know, who falls down the rabbit hole of drugs just like everybody else. It's, well, it's, well, it's just, well, well right, it's right. another I, I mean, person. Yeah, there, there is a sense in which, uh, a, a really uh, sort of crass sense in which uh, we look at uh, the downward spiral and of a, of a famous person or a talented person or somebody who does something that we like as more of a tragedy than the downward spiral of just somebody we've never heard of. But it's all right. a wasted potential. It is a waste of potential. You know, yeah. The, person, the, the real issue is a waste of potential. She, right. she has a couple albums out and then falls victim to this. Yeah. Some other people fall victim to it before they accomplish anything. And who knows what they may have accomplished yeah. otherwise, you know? Yeah. Um. So that that's where I leave this from. I just yeah. didn't feel like, I don't feel like, Amy Winehouse is an irreplaceable genius. I think she was a talent. Yes, certainly. Yes. Well, and I think uh, I think this this documentary is um, fairly clear eyed about the fact that she was not ne- she was not necessarily um, that interesting of a human uh, of a human being. Right. She was this person who was sort of swallowed up by her own demons yeah. and her own fame. And and really died tragically. She had this wonderful, ta- this wonderful gift, right? I, I think, but one... it doesn't try to. It, it isn't. Uh, I mean, it isn't a, a hagiography hey, or a real sort of attempt to sort of paint her as as the genius of her generation, uh, you know, uh, and 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 sort of a uh, you know a, a kind of once in a, uh, a generation right. kind of talent and everything. The way that a lot of uh, you know a lot of these kind of documentaries do if they're made by fans, right? Um, and so I think. To, in one sense, I like the clear-eyed uh, nature of this documentary about the, you know, I like its perspective on uh, what her problems were, um, how, you know, not incredibly, I mean, they overwhelmed her, but they are common, the same kind right. of common problems that people have, with, what with drugs and, and, and bad parents and so on. Um, at the same time, uh, at over two hours it does be get it does get to be a little much. I mean, this certainly doesn't glorify the 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 life of of, of a musician in, in any way. I, oh I, yeah, in fact, this makes seem, seeming like being a musician it's, is it's, the worst job in the world, yeah. especially in, in fucking England. One, one right? thing she does do well that I, that I'll give her a lot of credit for is she's able to like her songs. While I may not be enamored with some of her early work, she is taking her personal experiences, writing lyrics that. You know they're fairly fairly eloquent at, at saying things in an interesting way, mm-hmm. and I think that that you know she's obviously a she was an intelligent girl that was she wasted a lot mm-hmm. of potential. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, I I mean uh, it's a sad it's a just an incredibly sad story in its own right, and um, it's chilling how uh, so many. You know, like I'm saying about how, in many ways, this is very common. How so many of the beats of her life are just typical of um, somebody who finds celebrity at a young age. Before she, you know, she, she and I'll say she because it's typically women um, who fall down this uh, who this who fall down this direction. Uh, you find some sort of talent or or niche or fame at some young age, and you immediately get sucked in under the spell of some mediocre man. 
um, who either pimps you out or takes your money or gets you hooked on drugs or all of the all of those. Right, happen to um, uh, young athletes, female athletes yeah, as yeah, well. I mean, right. it's not just yeah, it's yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Nobody can poison a life like a, like a man. Yes, especially a father. Especially <laughs> well, a really yeah. shitty father. I mean, that... Right. Um, because a lot of... You, you only know, get one shot at what you get there, and, uh, you know, and a lot she of, lost that fucking lottery. And you can see a lot of the, uh, you know, the codependent dynamic between her and Blake about, you know, uh, she's obsessed with this mediocre guy, um, and she's terrified of him abandoning her. Right. Um, and heartbroken when he does abandon her and elated when he comes back. You can just see that the blueprint for all of that was laid by this absolutely. absolute loser of a father of hers. Right. Um, who, again, um, is not, a, you know, uh, by no accounts did he ever you know sexually molest her or, or physically abuse her. She is not the, the we're talking about him being bad in a way, a bad father in a way that is not anything criminal or spectacular, right? Or 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 horror movie stuff, right? It's the way a million people have it's, been bad. He, right, exactly. He's just a bad father in the way that so many people commonly are yeah. and damage their kids by just making it clear through their attitudes that I don't really have any interest in you, right? Um and uh, and so it's a it's an incredibly sad story, but at the same time, the uh, um, the, the maybe the most tragic thing of it all is how uh, it's a celebrity version of a very common right. Yeah, that was of, kind of, of, a very, the, of a very the point I was life. trying to make yeah. earlier a little bit. Yeah, about yeah. Um, there's so, there's some uh, footage here about you know when she takes the stage. I think it's in Serbia. She's been she's been obligated to play these shows and yeah. she, she doesn't want to play them and she yeah. goes out on stage with the band and she's so dr- she's visibly drunk and mm-hmm. you know it's everything is exasperated you know exacerbated now by the fact that uh, everything's recorded <laughs> you know yeah right right I mean you know there's there are there's no footage of Jim Morrison <laughs> being a drunken buffoon even though we know we all did right it. we've heard the stories right <laughs> but it, we're not seeing it right. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a reason why some of this f- performance footage has never been seen before, right? Right. Um, uh, yeah, so this, I mean, it's, the back half of this movie pulls no punches. On no, it showing, really doesn't. Showing and, and that's... If anything, it maybe... Uh, goes a little goes overboard. Goes a little overboard, yeah. right. Because uh, once you get the picture... Yeah, we're getting the point made crystal yeah. clear and... And once again, after that, maybe yeah. the fact. I mean, when you've reached the point in your in your life where Russell Brand... Is is the most positive male influence? Now, granted, this is before <laughs> Russell Brand went completely nuts. Right, no, right. This is back just when he was known for being on drugs all the time. Right, not before he was a he was some uh, kind of right wing conspiracy right. theorist. Right. Uh, this was back when he was just known for being you know uh, for partying all the time. Hang. But literally, he is a per- he is a person in late her late in her career yes. who meets her and befriends her and wants her to get clean. Right. Um, and really pushes her to get clean. Um, uh, but, you know, um, there's, you know, you get clean and then you get dirty again, you know. Um, and uh, there's only so much there's only so much a body can take. She probably wasn't capable of finding a man that would have been better for her either. Because she's just. Yeah. She's not approachable, really. <laughs> so. Yeah. She was a lot. Even yeah, in her, she is a lot. Even yeah. you know, um, there, there's a great there's a great scene here 
where uh it's uh to make the point that she could be uh uh part of part of the press the uh English press's fascination with her is that she really was out, uh, spoke her mind and she would kind of hand it to uh, uh, reporters or interviewers if she didn't like if she didn't like their their questions right right there's a scene in here where somebody uh, some reporter asked some really you know dumb question about how oh yes you really pour your pain into your your music like Dido you know oh, how yeah. Dido like Dido really takes uh, all the things in her life and tries to really sort of make good things out of it and you can just tell that Amy Winehouse has no fucking idea who Dido is right. <laughs> Right, <laughs> but, or, but whoever it is, I this is still a stupid. I don't know question. if I necessarily took that. But oh, okay. she definitely had no idea why they should be compared to each other. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> you know? I, I think she doesn't. doesn't she might I not think have, She didn't even know. Who I didn't Dido really, th- was, I didn't really right? think about it that way because she because she was like, oh yeah, Dido. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. We all love her music. <laughs> His music. I don't know. Right. Um so yeah, but but again, yeah, a dumb question because this is even before Back to Black. So this, these, are, yeah, she's a fucking jazz singer. She's not, you know, Dido. I, I got sort of a kick about how it's late in the film once she's obviously got a lot of problems already. Yeah, um, she's tapped to do a duet with Tony Bennett. Oh God, and yeah. uh, she um, wants to do so well for him and, and perform well, and she, she reveres him. Yeah, even though she's one of the biggest things going. The look on her face at the Grammys whenever he presents right the award. Oh, how I mean, yeah, she's just astonished, right? right? And then she, yeah, wants to perform with him and wants to do well, and she feels like she's not really up to it. But I think she was. I think it was more nerves in that situation than her. I mean, yeah. I, I think she well, did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like, but it, you. I, I mean, you can tell. You, you know, when he, she sees him even on screen at the uh, at the Grammys, you can tell that this is a person she probably is not going to be able to function in front of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she met him in person. I always find it interesting when somebody's like the biggest hot shit on the planet, yet they're starstruck by somebody else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Know? Right. And it's even more endearing when it's somebody that most of the populace would take for granted, like somebody like Tony Bennett, you know? Right, yeah, most you of know. the populace, yeah, right, <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely got a lot of the, out of this content, but it was sort of a, it was a tough watch, if that makes any sense. It's a tough watch in a few ways. It, it's uh, a, it, it's a, uh, indulgent, and, and I, I think in the end a little bit morbid, especially in the end. Yeah, I'm, we I could have s- done with a, a, we could have done with a little, a little less of. I was wondering if it might be a little too much, even for a Amy Winehouse Uber fan, you know. Yeah. Whether it was Jesus, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you'd, you'd I, want I to mean, celebrate more of the good times. Yeah. Than, yeah. Than linger on the bad times. Right. So, um, it's certainly, this is not a doc. If you're looking for a documentary that's going to sort of, uh, you know, treat her, uh, you know, like you say, as this sort of generational musical genius, and oh yeah, who. Also, by the way, happened to die tragically, like in the way that, you know, if you're looking for a documentary that treats her in the way that I, you know, like a, a fan documentary about Kurt Cobain would really just sort of drool over what uh, you could see somebody but, drooling over what a great but there's a lack presence. Of, there's a lack of access to Kurt Cobain and what he was as a person. That's true. Now, she was on camera and captured so many more times because it's a more modern era. Yeah. Think about. The next time this happens, mm-hmm. you're going to have the person's texts. Right. You're going to have their social media yeah. posts. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. The next time this happens, the in the in, the amount of insight we might yeah. have into it, or maybe it'll even feel like it's less. I don't know, but uh, it's just 
the world intrudes on people like it never used to. Yeah, it. Um, I mean, it intrudes maybe in a different way. I, I, I don't know if, uh, I mean, since, you know, in the 10 plus years since her death, um, it doesn't seem like the British press has really, like, climbed up the ass of somebody just because they had a hit song and uh, and you might get a picture of them high, right? Yeah. I mean, I, maybe it happens. It's a little harder for musicians to get that type of fame anymore. Exactly. exactly. I, 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 we're getting to a point where um, we where, um, so few people reach that mega superstar fame. mega fame. Um, and by the time they do reach it, it seems like they may, you know, I, I don't want to be too optimistic, but maybe people have learned some lessons from sad stories like this. You hope, you know, at least. Yeah, you hope, right. <laughs> you would hope, right. Um, but, you know, history tends to repeat itself. Yeah, so. I think in, in the music business, it's it's a little less. Yeah, movie business is probably still some of that. Yeah. But uh, less so for musicians. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, you know, if you have any interest in the subject matter at all, I'd definitely say this is you know easy recommend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a good documentary. You uh, you kind of have to have to have a strong stomach for watching somebody really kind of suffer unravel and, and yeah, and and be torn to pieces. Um, so um, yeah, that's that. My takeaway was just you know sad. <laughs> yeah, definitely just sad. So. All right. Well, I guess that's going to do it for Amy. Um, okay. We're going to be back next with something else. We'll pick the next one on the list. Something else? Probably um, we talked about doing... Uh, Searching for Sugar Man. Searching for the, Sugar Man. the next one. I think that'll so, be the next one. Okay. Why not? Why not? All right. Well, that's join us in a couple weeks for that one. Okay. Bye for now. Bye.